Welcome to Divorce Diaries Show podcast. I'm Michelle Trana, creator of Divorce Diaries, and today I'm in my feelings yet again. I have identified that I'm for sure Debbie Miller from Hysterical Blindness. Does everybody remember Hysterical Blindness? It was uh, a film with Uma Thurman, Juliette Lewis, uh, Ben Gazzara, let's see, Gina Rollins. It was, uh, I guess it was in Sundance first, and then I think it was released in a, on HBO. Um, it is about basically a woman who really thinks the guy she sleeps with is like the love of her life. Um, now, I don't think I'm directly Debbie Miller, but I think that I'm, um, and I, I think it's funny that Miller is the last name because Miller was my, my, mar- my married name. I am struggling with identifying why I get so excited when I meet men who I connect with. I'm so mad at myself for allowing, yet again, myself to get super excited because I think I have a connection with somebody and they're just like, no. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's the full moon. I don't know if that I just finished my period. I don't know if it's because I'm also grieving my dad more or it's just that I feel like, why can't I find what my parents had? I, I don't know what it is. I'm just, t- I also, I'm very, very cat on a hot tin roof right now it has been a year since someone has last touched my body. Um, and will it like, not because nobody wanted to, let's get that straight, but because I don't want anyone around me to. <laughs> I don't know. This guy um, and I talked, I know I, I did a an episode last week about boundaries and um, how I was kind of hurt about hearing about this guy going on a date and we live far away from each other. But I actually expressed to him everything on the phone and like spewed it out in a really emotional way. Just the normal Michelle train away. I spewed at him all of my emotions and cried after I got off the phone. Hysterically, hysterical blindness. Um, we had a great conversation on Friday night. And again, two hour combo. I am ending the conversation because it's like two o'clock, two thirty, whatever. And I'm super charged, like emotionally and sexually charged just by a conversation. Am I alone in this that like you ever have you ever had that with somebody that you have never met before? This is the first for me, like never meeting somebody and getting this charged up and <laughs> and getting rejected. Um although he claims he's not rejecting me, um I don't know. I feel like I should have shut my mouth because now I've told him I can't be his friend and now basically I can't ever talk to him unless it's about you know, business or something. So I'm bummed about that too. Although I don't want to have a friendship with someone that doesn't want to go past a friendship. If I feel that way, gosh, like I get, I'm just stuck in my feelings and I'm stuck in the, uh, the track in my brain of like, why does this keep happening? And I think most people would say, well, if someone's not returning it, move on. Or, you know, Michelle, maybe you fall for people too quickly. I, I, I don't fall in, I'm not falling in love with the guy. I just want to like get to know him further and maybe have him touch my body while we talk about our future. 
Oh, wow. Um, I want to read you the plot in hysterical blindness. Um, in 1987, this is according to Wikipedia. I just went on to Google search. In night, It takes place in 1987 in Bayonne, New Jersey. Debbie Miller has just been diagnosed with a condition called hysterical blindness, in which there are moments when her sight fades in and out. The doctor tells her to try to have fun with her friends. Her and her best friend, Beth, I remember this is played by Juliette Lewis, who has a daughter in the in the in the movie um they go out and i know she meets a guy now i'm just kind of summarizing the wikipedia she meets this guy nick she gets she gets him like a good blowjob or some or, or, or no rick rick uh has little interest in Debbie, so to move things along, she tells him that she gives a great blowjob. Afterwards, she thinks she's found love, but Rick was only looking for a one-night stand. Debbie goes home, where her mother, Virginia, has also started dating an older man named Nick, who then he, then he wants to move to Florida, and this guy, Nick, passes away, and the Virginia uh, is the mother of Uma Thurman in the movie, and, and Uma Thurman and Juliette Lewis all realize that they, they, they all need each other, right, to find their stability. The story's I guess conflict is the struggle to find stability in their New Jersey town. And they agree that all they need is each other. I think it's a great plot. I think that's what we all try. Like stability. What is stability? Is love stable? I don't know. I clearly is not in my life. I mean, the love with my mother and my daughter is stable. My friendships for sure. Intimacy, an emotional connection with a man or a woman. If you're, you know, a man listening to this, is that stable? Some people have it. I, I, I start to get a little nervous that I'm never going to find, like, it's never going to happen for me. And that makes me sad. And it's not because I, I have a fear of being alone. I know I'm not alone. It's the craving of wanting this emotional energy to be in an outlet somewhere, like a not emotional energy, intimate energy. I can't like express my intimacy on stage in a comedy club. I can do it through words, but I can't have a physically touching somebody. You know what I mean? So I think that's the, the struggle right now. I'm definitely bummed. This this guy, I definitely felt a connection back from him, but he is totally against it. So I have to respect that. And like, I think I wanted to have the conversation, maybe not as emotional, but um, I wanted to have the conversation last week with him, but I didn't want to bring it up unless he brought it up. Like, hey, how are you? And um, for won't go into super, eh, maybe it doesn't matter. Um, he was very generous in donating to my GoFundMe for the pilot. And so that's how we kind of started talking on Friday. And then I got off the phone and Saturday I was all super generated with good energy and like feeling really horny. And like, <laughs> I mean, I know this is TMI, but like I totally masturbated like three times. I was so charged up with my vibrator. <laughs> Oh God, it was just, uh, and the thing is like, that's the best kind of energy when you're that turned on by conversation that you're like, I can't wait to meet this person and like have them touch me and like get connected that way. Yes, that's in my head for sure. But the fact that this guy does not want to do that, it's like, that makes me cry too. Um, so I'm trying to get past this hump, no pun intended, of like, ah, I gotta get this energy. So I'm focusing on work or trying to focus on work. Um, I think I'm just super in my feelings still. And I do secretly hope in the back of my head, he's going to message me and say, I'm an idiot. Uh, of course, I want to get to know you further than a friend. But Michelle, that's not going to happen. <laughs> And then there's another part of me that's like, I should have never said anything because now I can't talk to him. 
And, and the thing is like, I, I had to, because I know myself, I'll go down a friendship path. That's not going to lead to anywhere. And I'll get super excited for nothing. You know, usually people don't change their minds. Uh, especially in my track is in my track record. I mean, I was going to invite the guy to Austin. I was going to be like the next. So we had the conversation on Friday and I was super charged up and I was like, Oh my gosh, there's definitely, he's definitely vibing like this. I don't care that he said he just wants to be my friend. I don't care. He's definitely going to change his mind. So the next day I was like, okay, I'm going to just leave him a message and say, Hey, I think you should come to Austin with me. Or I wasn't going to say that. I was gonna be like, I think, you know, I, I'm doing my, um, I have a short, like, unscripted episode of Divorce Diaries that I filmed on my phone last year that is in the Austin Comedy Film Festival. Now, I'm super excited for the opportunity, but this is a film festival that I, you know, this guy is probably not, he's on like another level of like the industry. He's very well established in film. And so like I am beginning in the film and television industry. And (laughs) this is a film festival where y'all got to sit on the grass. It's in a drive-in movie theater. You got to pay for your ticket. Again, super blessed and feeling gratitude for the opportunity, but I don't think this guy's used to like a premiere on the grass. So I was going to make a joke about it and be like, you have a once in a life opportunity to come to the Austin Comedy Film Festival and be my guest, sit on the grass and possibly get ticks next to Michelle Trainer. I mean, how amazing is that opportunity? Like I was going to make a joke about it. But then I realized later that day, I just was like, what are you doing, Michelle? And so like, I was just charged up and I I was like, please give me a call. I need to talk to you. But because I was in such an emotional frame of mind and like, he, he's like, I'll talk to you now. It just, I don't know. Maybe I would have been in an emotional frame of mind the next day too. But I definitely, um, we talked and then like, I kind of spewed. He said stuff that triggered me to get more emotional. And then I like left the phone on tears. I was like, I have to go. Cause then I, and then I, after I got off the phone with him, I was legit doing one of those cries where it's like, <laughs> like that, you know, when you're, you know, it's hysterical blindness tears. That's what it was. And it was like hyperventilating tears where you're like, fuck man, I'm hitting it hard right now. And, um, you know, I had a show that night too. And so I had to get ready for the show. And I was like, oh my God, my head is all disfocused. This is the part of divorce diaries. It's the constant thread, me getting distracted by the pursuit of love. You know, I'm pursuing my career in the story, which is in, which is my life right now. I'm pursuing my career. I want my show to be on a network. I want to expand my audience. I want to reach people with my story. But in the meantime, I'm also dying in my body for a man to fulfill my intimate goals. Does that sound right? That doesn't sound as desperate. Like I want some man who can take me by the arms, make mad, passionate love with me, have emotional, intellectual conversations, be at my show, show my daughter. There are good men out there who fucking show up and, you know, provide that fulfillment internally and externally for me because I physically can't do it myself. You know, it's not a, des- I, it's not a desperation thing. It's like, it's like if I didn't eat for a month, you know, damn, I'd be starving. That's what it is. And, and I think that I'm trying to make sense of it so that I don't look at myself and think, Jesus, Michelle, another guy where you, you know, you, you spew out your emotions and you walk away with nothing. And they're just like, this bitch is nuts. You know, she really wants love. It's, it's not. And it, cause it's not that I, and he, he said to me, he's like, you wear your heart on your sleeve. There's nothing pathetic with that. Yeah. But every man comes at my sleeve, wipes it on the fucking nose and walks away. Sometimes they wipe it off and they say, you want me to clean it for you? But I'm like, no, just, just go. 
I don't think he's doing it intentionally at all. I definitely don't think he is. And, and, and he definitely was very clear on everything, but that's what hurts the most is that like, I feel something. I don't think it's even, this is in past relationships too. Like with men, I actually dated <laughs> and met in person. I feel a connection and then they, for some reason, feel it. I feel them feeling it back. And then they shut, they put the wall down. Like they've closed the field house stand at the baseball field. Do you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm just lost and standing in front of the field house because I just went to go back. I just went back to my car to get money and they said they were going to still be open, but they're closed now. Did I take too long? That's how it feels, right? That's how, how it feels when I feel a connection with a guy and then they shut me down for some reason. They close shop. Um, I know that this is a different situation that like, you know, I don't even know how I would react to this guy in person. It's just, maybe it's my instinct and my intuition, but I did ask my dad for a sign today because I need to, I need to focus, um, on my show and I am focused on my show, but I keep getting sidetracked in thinking about this whole situation and being bummed out that I'm not going to be able to talk to him again because of how I am and how I know this will read down a bad path and like work relationships I have to keep clear too. And so I'm going to do that. But I prayed to my father just now, like, please give me a sign that if this is meant to be at some point down the road, like give me a sign today. And if I don't get a sign like, you know, some kind of text message from him or a DM or a, I don't know what else the other sign would be, but just give me a sign. If this guy is supposed to be in my life for real at some point, romantically, give me a sign today. If I don't get a sign, I will, I will tell myself, let it go. No, it's not meant to be. You're going to get hurt. It's going to be the same history shit. And I will legit stop feeling this way. I'll try to stop feeling this way. I prayed on it because in the past when I've done the kind of meditation and prayer, it's worked. Well, I mean, or not, you know, or it's worked to the point where there's no sign. And I'm like, all right, I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta move on now. Um, of course, I'm hoping that he texts me and then there's my sign. Yay! I'm getting married in the morning. Okay. Maybe not that drastic. I don't really want to get married again. I just want to make mad passionate love three times a day. And like, again, whoops, you show up at my show and show my kid that you're a good human being. That's all I want. I don't care. Um, if you're still listening to this episode, <laughs> hysterical blindness was my uh, inspiration for some of this podcast because I'm connecting to that character of Debbie Miller. And I feel like a lot of women can because we love that passion that love comes with. Um, I had it once with a man that was married and it was a horrible, horrible relationship. Now I look back on it. Um, and I want that kind of intimacy that I had with this person who ended up being a sociopath with a man that's real. Um, but you know what? I know that when I pray and I meditate on things, things will start to, um, come to light. Uh, so stay tuned for more. Um, I might do another episode this week because you know, part of the healing process for me with, with bumps in the road or bumps in my day is to do comedy, is to dance, is to perform. And uh, I hope I made you laugh a little bit today, comparing myself to the movie Hysterical Blindness. Um, 
And I do appreciate everyone who listens to my show and my content and hope that you get something out of me sharing my story of chasing my dreams and chasing down uh, a blow dryer because I can't find mine (laughs) and my daughter's success as a eight and a half, almost nine-year-old, you know, with ADHD, which let me, I'll do another episode about that, which has been a struggle. I have it too, by the way. I'm definitely ADHD. As you can see, I'm veering off task right now. And of course, finding love in very hopeless places where people are closing the door on me and telling me that they don't sell love, but it's cool. All right. On that note, I will leave you guys with a happily divorced after message. I don't know that it makes sense. Go check out DivorceDiaryShow.com for upcoming live shows, May 8th Broadway Comedy Club in New York City at 6 p.m. Saturday, baby. Hop over there. Um, there is also a show in Punta Gorda, May 21st at the Library Comedy Club. Go check out. Tickets are on sale and they're cheap. If they're if you buy them ahead of time, they're cheap. They're like 10 bucks. And then uh, I'm doing Funny Stop Comedy Club in Ohio. Those are going to go on the website today. And also Flappers Comedy Club in Los Angeles on July 23rd. Don't forget the GoFundMe for the pilot. We need your help. Funding gap, funding gap alert. We need your help. We are desperately trying to get to our goal for crew, equipment, and marketing costs. We have hit our cast cost, uh, costs, but we definitely need more for crew, equipment, and marketing. We're halfway there for crew and for equipment. We are halfway there. And for marketing, we are nowhere near our marketing costs. So we need your help. We need your help. Any small amount, any size, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for li- listening to Divorce Diary Show podcast. I'm Michelle Trena. Live your happily divorced after. Редактор